Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. All right, let's get to the Roman guest line. We've got Alex Gold here from 610 Sports, Kansas City. What's good, Alex? Well, we're feeling pretty good. You know, I think we're feeling pretty good. I, you know, the last time I came on with you guys, uh, we Ryan was asking about Super Bowl stuff, and I don't know. Everybody in Kansas City seemed to, to hold up their end of the bargain barely, thanks oh. to 13 seconds. But Ryan, like I, I was hoping to still yeah. be able to, to talk Packers yeah. and, and Chiefs with you. Same here. Oh S- my goodness. Same here. I'm actually, yeah, I'm Alex, actually, I'm actually. That's how you come on a show. I'm actually boycotting the NFC Championship <laughs> Let's game. Let's go. Works out good. So I go, yeah. I can watch the early game, and then I'm actually gonna go check out a Deflator Mouse with my wife at 7 p.m. at the uh, Capital One Arena or whatever the hell they call this nonsense. He is that's dead not the United Center. Alex, that's what you're hearing. All right, we'll play. This. Right, Alex, all right, all right, all right. Your team's still alive. Good for you. But like, just recap your emotions. The final. I don't know, five to six minutes of that game on Sunday like night, man. 25 because twenty-five points scored in a minute, and yeah, just the opposite of whatever yeah. your emotions were in there, Rogers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. G- go through the up and down emotions, like Patrick Mahomes, thirteen seconds on the clock, finds a way to get it done. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just ridiculous. It was absolutely incredible. I haven't seen anything ever like that. I don't think any of us have before. And you know, look, Josh Allen gets that touchdown. Uh, just around the two-minute warning or so. And then when the Chiefs get Tyreek Hill for, what, 68 yards, I'm thinking, okay, well, there's still you know, there's still a minute or so left in, in the game. It's going to be a sweat here. But uh, at that point, you still maybe had some faith, uh, you know, that you would be able to get, you'd get a stop there on fourth and 13. Of course, that wasn't the case. And then, yeah, with 13 seconds, I think any Chiefs fan would have been lying to you if they told you that, oh, yeah, we got Mahomes, we still got a chance. It's one thing to say we got Mahomes with 30 seconds or right. 40 seconds, but with 13 seconds, the only only moment where I started to have a slight bit of faith was when the first pass was complete to Tyreek Hill. They still had a long, long ways to go, but it didn't take much time, and I'm like trying to talk myself into it after I already went from standing up in the living room to – they're just like falling back into the couch and starting to get into the state of depression, you know? Um, and then Travis Kelsey, of course, wide open in the seam. I, and, and I'm sure you guys talked about, it. I have no idea what the bills were doing. Did they not realize the chiefs had three timeouts? And so as soon as Kelsey catches it to get in 48 yard field goal range, you know, I'm screaming like they, they, they've got a chance. These guys have a chance to do this. And of course, you know, Butker missed the earlier field goal and extra point and, and we know what happened in overtime there. It was it was remarkable. It was incredible. And, and now, I mean, Chiefs fans, of course, are, are feeling uber confident that they're headed to their third straight Super Bowl. Alex, it's, it's so interesting that you're talking about that Travis Kelsey seam route and also the Tyreek Hill because while the Bills were celebrating while, with 13 seconds left, Travis Kelsey was on the sidelines talking to Tyreek about what the optimal route was that they could get into field goal range and then came up to Pat Mahomes and was like, they're not guarding me in the seam. Throw me the ball there. Um, Based on your experience around this team and what you know, specifically around Kelsey, what are some of the intangibles that he brings uh, outside of just like his on-the-field X's and O's, like dominance, that helps this team win? That that was an amazing moment, and I'm sure you caught some of the mic'd up uh, yeah. inside the NFL from the other night. I mean, that, that was simply incredible how calm and composed he and the entire sideline is. And, and the thing you have to realize with Mahomes and Kelsey, and I know we, we talk so much about Brady and Gronk and, and their relationship, and understandably so, but Kelsey and Mahomes are extremely close, and there was even a moment uh, last year when they were mic'd up. 
as well, uh, looking at their relationship and how one of them knows where the other's going to be without actually having it by design by, you know, Kelsey, for example, will just be in that spot. And there's a mic'd up where like Mahomes is asking Kelsey, like, how did you know I was, how did, how did you know I was going to throw it there? And they're like, I, I don't know, man. Like they, they just have these instincts with each other, frankly, and, and have that rapport and Travis Kelsey I know, I know in Kansas City, we kind of sometimes uh, get a little, uh, I guess, uh, isolated from, from some of the other tight ends that are in the league. But I think no question is Kelsey the best tight end in football. But also, if you've got, you got to look at the numbers and if he continues on this track, he has a chance to go down, guys, as the best tight end in football history. And, and right now he's behind, I think, six guys in receiving yards. He's got some work to do. But you start looking at his age and the quarterback he has and now potentially – getting to a third straight Super Bowl, we'll see what happens. Like, he, to me, is going to go down as the best tight end ever if he keeps on this path. We're joined now by Alex Gold of 610 Sports Kansas City talking about his Chiefs still playing football. And, of course, he couldn't join our show without giving a dig or at my guy, Ryan Horvath, who's still <laughs> recovering. It's okay, Ryan. Uh, so let's talk about this upcoming matchup, though. We got the Bengals, of course. It's a 7.5-point spread still, but it's probably going to move to just 7. It's plus money right now to get the Chiefs at 7.5, total 54.5. Last time, these two teams faced off. Of course, the Bengals walk away with the 34-31 victory, and a lot of people, because of that game, are on the Bengals. And, of course, the Bengals beat the Tennessee Titans the way they did. I ain't buying it. I'm on the Chiefs. I, I would love to wait out and just get the 7. I'm going to take them regardless. A lot of people forget they were up 28-17 to 17 at halftime. They were dominating the Cincinnati Bengals, and out of half, they just – Completely malfunctioned, only put up three points in the following two quarters. What's your feel on how this team is approaching this game now, and, and what's your prediction on how things uh, go um, this weekend? Yeah, unlike from last week when you guys had me on, we were talking about the Bills. You know, that was week five. So much to change from the Chiefs and the Bills, whereas mm -hmm. you just highlighted Cincinnati. I mean, this was not that long ago. Not a whole lot has changed about these teams. And your, your point about the halftime score there, I mean, yeah, Kansas City was in control. They were moving the ball with ease and in the second half the offense scored three points and defensively we know they got torched by Jamar Chase for 266 but what's weird is despite the 266 if we were all going back and I don't know how intently everybody was watching the game you know there was a third and 26 and the Chiefs decided to go essentially with an all-out blitz and left man-to-man -man coverage with Jamar Chase they convert that and then it took some bizarre circumstances you know, near the goal line in that one, some questionable officiating, depending on how you view it overall, for the Bengals to win. It wasn't like 266 from Chase, and they they won the game going away. I mean, they, they still had to have some breaks go their way. And so I'm with you that, of course, Kansas City wins. I, I, think, the, I think the half point might, might really matter. I think mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're looking at Cincinnati, for me, I, I would take Cincy at 7.5. I don't know if I would take them at 7, because I, I could see a backdoor cover happening. Because I, I think Joe Burrow and – and company will be able to move the ball on the Chiefs. I just don't think that defense of Cincinnati is going to be able to slow down Kansas City. They really weren't in the first go around except for the second half. And we all just, you know, we, we just saw what happened with that, that Bengals offensive line where they just gave up nine sacks. I think Kansas City will make some of those adjustments defensively the last go around from the last go around where. Jamar Chase just could do whatever the heck he wanted. Yeah, Burrow got sacked even in that first matchup four times, you know, which isn't quite nine like last week. But it's a hard game to handicap because Kansas City, like you said, they led by 14 three different times in the first half, and then they only scored three points in the second half. But Joe Burrow was awesome. It was a lot of 50-50 balls, and Chase was great. He had 11 grabs for 266 yards. And I'm looking at our props right now. 93.5 receiving yards is where they're setting it at BetMGM. 
Burrow's passing yards, 284 and a half. Like you said, they're probably going to make some adjustments. What would you do with those props? We have them on our uh, giving props uh, little segment that we're going to be doing. What would you do with Chase, 93 and a half receiving yards, and Burrow, 284, over or under? How can you not take the over on both, right? I mean, I'm looking at this, and Kansas City still gives up yards. Even when they were in that eight-game winning streak and, and playing their best defense, even playing like a top-three defense in football. I mean, they're, they're still giving up yards. We all just saw what happened uh, with Gabriel Davis. Now, I think the thing to watch, uh, not that to me it alters much on, on the Joe Burrow numbers in particular, even more so than the chase number there that you gave from, from the giving props contest at BetQL. It's Tyron Matthew. He's in concussion protocol. Uh, the middle of the field was so wide open for Gabriel Davis when Tyron Matthew was out of that game. And the Chiefs uh, are getting their corner Rashad Fenton back. Now, he did play uh, against them in, in Cincinnati a few weeks ago, but he didn't play this past week. And then Tyron Matthew, tomorrow there's a chance. It's the first day he's actually really eligible to get out of concussion protocol. Uh, they have to have Tyron Matthew, guys, for them to not uh, get into a shootout, flat-out shootout with Joe Burrow and company where it's going to have to be like it was this past week in the final couple minutes of the game. If they have Tyron Matthew, they're, they're able to move him around. He's the most versatile safety, but he also can play slot corner. He really is the leader, gets guys in the right spots so you don't have Mike Hughes just falling on his ass, uh, you know, against Gabriel Davis. Alex, you talked about them making defensive adjustments. You know, Kansas City is one of those teams that blitz like eighth most in the NFL, I think at like 29% of the time. And Joe Burrow happens to be the number one quarterback against blitzes. Do you think that Kansas City is going to change their approach in that manner? Is that kind of what you think? I wish. I mean, that's what Chiefs fans have hoped. (laughs) You know, that was the big complaint coming out of uh, the the game earlier this season where I I keep highlighting that third and 26, but uh, in particular where you just don't understand the thought process from Steve Spagnuolo, defensive coordinator, uh, when you, you leave Jamar Chase one-on-one, it's okay to give up 15 yards, let them kick a field goal, and then Mahomes has the ball with, you know, I think still would have been over a minute and a half, if not more. And we all know he can, we just saw what happens with 13 seconds. So he, he took criticism for that. Unfortunately, guys, like that's Steve Spagnuolo. Like that, that's his successes and failures that he's had as a head coach and defensive coordinator. He's going to be aggressive. He is going to blitz. So I, I don't think they're going to make that, that adjustment necessarily. Now, if they find themselves in a, a situation where it's third and long, I, I would like to think they learned their lesson a little bit from the last go around. But no, they're, they're going to still blitz Burrow. Um, ho- hopefully they just recognize some of those mistakes and saw what happened last week with Tennessee getting nine sacks on, on Burrow and company, just which is why. Four, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. And like I'm, you, you guys mentioned some props. I don't know if you've seen it. At, I don't know if it's up at BetGM, BetMGM, but. Melvin Ingram's like plus 250 in a couple places to get a sack in this game. Wow. Like I, I, that's, a, that's a prop that I love. Uh, he had a sack last week against Buffalo. And if you're going to talk about a quarterback's offensive line that's so bad, like I feel like there's some good value there on Melvin Ingram. That, that, uh, like that stat about Joe Burrow against the Blitz is also really confusing to me because I remember we did our Sunday show and Joe Burrow is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL in pressure to sack uh, rate or percentage so like he's right above Zach Wilson and I want to say the other one's Baker Mayfield in terms of pressure to sack ratio meaning he when he faces pressure he folds very often so it's weird to see how those two holds on the ball long doesn't yeah. he right I yeah. mean like, yeah. sometimes I feel like the nine sacks it seemed you know the nine sacks maybe could have been six or seven which is still terrible but like right. Right. I do feel like sometimes he he does hold on the ball a little too long all right Alex before you go 30 seconds give us a score prediction of this game actually both games Bengals Chiefs and 49ers Rams scores yeah, I think Kansas City gets in the 30s again. I mean, that seems like a sure thing with, with the Chiefs. I, I, get, I think this is around 30, uh, 35, 28, 
that's why I really think the seven versus seven and a half is significant in this game, depending on the number you're getting. And then on the NFC side, I don't know if this is part of me just dreaming of what we saw a couple of years ago in, in uh, the Coliseum with the 50-plus points apiece, but I think the Rams uh, cover the three-and-a-half and get to the Super Bowl, and I think it's Sean McVay against Andy Reid, and, and the storylines there, of course, will be about uh, what they did a few years ago, and they both combined for well over 100 points. Our guy, Alex Gold from Thanks, 610 Alex. Sports. Thank you so much for joining the show.